Hi, you're currently listening to a message from the Camp Series of Christ for Youth International. CYI is a purpose-driven, non-denominational, and community-based youth ministry aimed at creating room for the youth to serve. Stay tuned for the upcoming message from Camp. And don't forget to grab your notebook and pen as you listen. How are we feeling after watching this? Does anyone want to say something? Like, do you want to say? Anyone want to say? Two people. Comments. There are no words. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, I'm going to be referencing this or, like, using this as a, a basis for what I'm going to talk about. Right? And, Yeah. I mean, let's not see this as, oh, this boy in the UK, like, no. It applies, the principles they are using applies to us. And even more because we are kingdom creatives. We, <laughs> we have to overdo this. If, if we, representing God, are not at, at that level of expressing creativity, then pff, that's an error, serious error. So... This and more is what we should actually do. So I'm hoping that by the time I'm done, we'll be encouraged and we'll start taking certain steps towards paying attention to our gifts. Is that fine? Okay. Before that, I'm, I'm going to build some foundation, obviously, based on the word. Um, so follow me. Before that, I'm going to make a, a bold statement. I really like um, Pastor Vicky's presentation on the anointing. Yeah. yeah. Let's give it up. Yeah. Because I'm going to be speaking on a parallel with that because there's an element of the anointing and there's an element of skill, right? The two go together. And like I said, I'm going to make a bold statement. So skill matters. Skill actually matters, right? Skill matters, but skill alone is not enough, right? If you have skill and you don't have the anointing, you are just like any worldly singer or dancer or whatever. What's the difference between you and... I don't want to mention any names. But if we don't have that, right, we are no different than the world, right? But it's even worse if you don't have the skill and you don't have the anointing. Like, imagine that, like, without, without, like, the two go very hand in hand. And if you don't have both of them, then you, are, you, are, you have not even started a journey at all. So I'm going to speak more on skill, build that foundation. Then we'll look into practical ways that we can pay attention to our gifts. Is that okay? Okay. I want us to look at, um, Pastor has mentioned this to us a number of times. We'll just look at it quickly, and then we'll move to other, other, um, personalities in the Bible. So let's look at Exodus 35, verse 31, 35. Quickly, let's do this quickly. Okay, and he has filled him, let's go to the, 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 the verse before. Okay, and Moses said to the children of Israel, see, the Lord has called by name Bezalel, the son of Uri, son of her, of the tribe of Judah, yes, 
and he has filled him with the spirit of God in wisdom and understanding and in knowledge and all manner of workmanship. Next one. To design artistic works, to work in gold, silver, and bronze. Yes. In cutting jewelry for setting, in carving wood, and to work in all manner of artistic workshop. And he has put in his heart the ability to teach. I'll come back to this later. In him and blah, blah, blah. Okay. So, yes, it says that um, God has placed. Can you go back to two verses before? Before, another one. Okay, the one after this. <laughs> okay, he has filled him with the spirit of God in wisdom and understanding, in knowledge and all manner of workmanship. Now, even though God had filled these people with these things, right, their ability to have actually done the things came from a level of practice or a level of use of that gift. Um, what can I use? What example can I use? Um, let's say you receive a word from God that, oh, you're going to write songs for the nations, right? <laughs> you're going to write songs for the nations. But you've never written a song before. Like, do you think, like, you just wake up one day and then it starts from somewhere, right? I think that, um, and it's something I'll talk about later, but we don't think about what, what it takes to be able to arrive at some of these things. And I mean, that's why I made us watch the video. The, the, the young girl said something very profound. I, I didn't even hear it when I was watching the video. So they were saying that the young girl will probably come and surpass the older brother, right? And, and the guy asked him, why do you think so? He said, it's because I'll practice and practice. Will... Like, that blew my mind. Like, so it's not, it's not some, it's not some, yeah. I think, I think sometimes we, we think that some of these things are, are natural, like we are born with it. I mean, some people have that tendency to just have a flair with certain things, but they still have to work on it. Um, there's actually something that said, hard work beats talent. Yeah, yeah. When talent fails, uh, fails to work hard. And so it's not that, oh, the guy is gifted, so he'll always be the best. Like if someone dedicates time to practice well enough. And I mean, she started very early. She's eight. And the guy is like 21. By the time, by the time she reaches there, she will actually be better because at, at the race that she's moving right now, she will. And that's the principle I want us to know. Like, it's not, yes, like I've said, there's the, there's the aspect of the anointing and I'll come to how the two work together. But there has to be that efforts or that work put into it to see that we can prophesy anything and that's not what is going to get us there. When we practice, when we practice, or when we, when we put effort into our skill, that's when we are going to start seeing results, right? Like I said, I'll, I'll talk about um, practical ways that we can do that. Yeah. Now let's look at Genesis 6, 14, quickly. I've realized that in all of these things, like when I was studying, I realized that God actually likes skill, like likes men of skill. And 
you realize that in all of these things I'm going to point out, like these people were men of skill, even before he came to ask them to do something. He says, this is Noah. Um, God is speaking to Noah. He says, make yourself an ark. Um, can you go to the, the verse before that? Okay, and God says to Noah, the end, the end of all flesh has come before me, for the earth is filled with violence, do them, now destroy. Okay, so make an ark, right? Make yourself an ark. Now, it's, it's really true that this thing dawned on me, but I have a great feeling, I'll actually check, that Noah was a carpenter. It doesn't make sense that God will go to a normal human being and say, make an ark. Do you know what it means? If we go down and look, <laughs> praise does carpentry work. It's not easy, right? <laughs> you can't, yeah. You think, oh, table, chair, oh, let me just get the legs, let me just, let me just do the thing. You go over you. It's not, and what he built, research says that the, the size, the length of the ark was like one and half of a football pitch. That's huge. And it was high. This cannot, couldn't have been done by a normal man. So God knew who the guy was when he was going to him. And let's go to the, the last verse, I think 22. It says, and Noah did according to all that God commanded. Like, it means that God knew that the guy could do it because he has been doing the thing, right? So he was a man of skill. And so when God called him, like, he did a thing, and it worked. I mean, aside from the fact that he was supposed to, um, how do you call it, um, tell men or repent, all of that stuff. Like, he was supposed to actually build the thing because if he, he did all the preaching and he didn't build the ark well, they would have all drowned. That's why God needed a skilled man, so that he would do it. Pepe, pepe, else the whole plan would have scattered. Because you go and preach, let's say, well, in this story, nobody actually minded him. It was just Noah's family, right? But let's say people actually followed, and then the ark wasn't, wasn't good enough. The rains come, water starts going inside, Titanic, everybody die. <laughs> like, then what would have been the point? So God needs a man of skill. Right? Let's look at David. I mean, we all know David, um, skilled warrior, skilled musician. He has plenty um, accolades to his name. And I just want us to look at when um, he, when Saul called him to come and um, play for him. That's 1 Samuel 16. Um, let's start from 14. Let's start from 14. I just want to draw attention to something. Okay. But the spirit of the Lord departed from Saul, and a distressing spirit from the Lord troubled him. Next verse. And Saul's servant said to him, Surely a distressing spirit from God is troubling you. Yes. Let our master now command your servants who are before you to seek out a man who is a skillful player. The anointing is important, but they didn't say we are looking for an anointed player here. He said skillful player on a harp, and it shall be that he will play with his hand when the distressing spirit from God is upon you, and you shall be well. Next. So Saul said to servants, provide me now a man who can play well and bring him to me. Yes. Then one of the servants said, look, I have seen a son of Jesse. I, I just like that I have seen thing. 
it just it's like he was so good that he was noticeable, right? That people knew about him, right? And it even and they said, "Ah, skill in play, mighty man of valor." I mean, this is First Samuel 16. Um, had Goliath been killed yet? No. So, <laughs> so how how did they know? Prudent in speech and a handsome person. So, <laughs> you see. <laughs> you see, the thing is, if, if, if you pay attention to your gift and you're good at it, people would know. I mean, that's why there's a scripture that says that um, a man's gift will make room for him before kings. Because you, you, you can't, it's like light. You can't hide that light. If you, are, you stand out immediately. And God needs that to do his will, right? Because if all of these things when they, they wouldn't have called him and all of the God's purpose may not have gone uh-huh. So God needed someone that was skillful. And I mean, at the um, Goliath incident, he said himself that, I mean, he had spent time in the wilderness and in those times when he's taking care of the sheep, a bear will come, he'll kill the bear, all of that. Like he, he said the things that he had been doing. So we can see that the guy was doing things. But you realize that at that point, it looked as if nobody was noticing. Up until this point that someone called, they they called upon him to come and play, there was no indication that he had been noticed or that something, and that's the thing. So he wasn't doing it because he wanted to be noticed. I don't want us to also get it wrong that it's like, okay, because I want to be a superstar, I want to be known all over the nation, so I'm going to start practicing so that, like, they will know me. Like, no, that's not the point of what you're doing, because... David, David didn't have, he was just being him. I mean, I'm sure that's why God loved him so much. Like, he just had that excellent spirit. And whether it was before sheep or whether it was before whatever, he was still doing, I'm sure he was singing to the, the sheep. When, yeah, he was ministering to them. You know, sometimes we, we only put in some efforts when we are going to a big stage. I think, yeah, Papa was saying something. It's like when you have invited someone, you're like, oh, how many people will come? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the other branches that have IG Live. Would there be lights? Is there a stage? How is the sound? Who is doing the sound? It's like, we wait until those big places to then put in the effort. But he was ministering with sheep, and she was doing it. It was that space that actually built his skill. There's a reason why, I mean, David was hidden all, all of that while, and suddenly God asked someone to go and anoint him. There's a reason. Most of us are, are in that season of being built. And I think, yeah, Papa said that as well. We, we, cannot, we cannot despise these beginnings. We cannot, uh-huh. I mean, right now, yes, you'll be called to come and sing at camp. There are about 60 people here. This is actually the best place to make all the mistakes and to learn. I remember when I first joined CUI, that creating room for you to serve. Those times, that's, we're actually living it. Because, <laughs> Charlie, it's really creating room. Because when someone comes to sing, you see that we have really created room. <laughs> right? And, I mean, <laughs> me, me, I was part. I'll be honest with you. When I met Pastor Rod, immediately, he was like, I was holding a guitar when Pastor met me at an event. I was even leaving, and then he saw me with a guitar, and he was like, oh, 
young man, you know how Pastor Rod does, how are you doing? My name is Roderick. I didn't know I was a pastor. All of us talked about the youth ministers. Oh, there's some young people are meeting here, and I mean, it's a fun place. If you are looking to find. So once he said that, immediately he was like, so when you come, you come and sing. But at that time, honestly, I wasn't a singer. I'm, uh, <laughs> honestly, I think the only singer I'd done was in school choir when I was in Pusik, the best school in the world. When I was in the school choir, I was singing. <laughs> That's the only thing. And that one is, you're blended with like 50 other people. So that one you could hide. You can sing guards, but you don't use microphones, so how you can hide. So that's the only thing I've done. And I never, ever had a desire to sing. But he said, I should come and sing. And I was like, oh, me, I just play guitar. Uh-huh. But he was like, no, come and sing. So the first day, Charlie, I remember the, I remember the, the administration. It was terrible, but they were clapping. Hey! hey. <laughs> they were clapping. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's the crazy room. So you, so you realize that the more... The more I came back and the more um, Pastor Rod asked me to sing, I was learning, right? So today I'll come, I'll share the thing. I realized that, okay, playing and singing is not easy. So maybe I need another strategy. I have to spend more time, uh-huh, all of that. Then the next time I was getting better and, and that's, and that's, and now we are here. I mean, there's so much ahead as well. But I'm just saying that that place was very key to being here right now. Actually, I didn't even know that I could produce. I, everything I'm doing now as a director, I had no idea that I could do. It was just one yes after the other. Pastor, come and do this. You can't say no. It says, okay, you come, then you do. Oh, that was good. Okay, do this. Then it's like, gradually, huh. and I mean, one day maybe I'll share my story, but that's how now I'm doing all the things I'm doing. In 2017 is when we decided that Oh, we write songs and then start putting out our own album. It was a very, it was like, oh, the messages that we've heard in that year were very powerful. And I was like, oh, I think it would be good if we can have like songs so that we'll remember the messages. I think we've said this as well. So that's how it started. And then we went to, <laughs> I, I went to see this guy to help us produce a thing. And then it was like, oh, but this thing, we can do it. Then we're like, oh, let's try. Started with the first album. I'm just saying that there was that moment of, or that, that place of honing our skill, and gradually it built up to, to, for us to get here, right? But it wasn't just about time. It wasn't just about time. It's about what we did with the time. Usually people ask me, oh, how long have you been playing? And when I say it's like, ah, oh, that's why. No, it's, it's what happened during that time. I know so many people have been playing since they were born, and they are the same up to now. And so it's not about time. Don't let, don't let that discourage you. Don't, don't, don't sit and be like, oh, so I have to wait five years. I mean, <laughs> I mean, to a degree, depending on how much work you put in now, it will determine how long it will take you. But it's really about what you do with the time, not just the time. And I mean, it's one of the things that I'm going to talk about, the fact that we have to be we have to make it a priority to grow. We have to make it a priority to grow. I, I really admire Kim, Kim so much. Let's, let's give it up to Kim, for Kim. Yeah. I think I, I mean, I knew Kim um, when we used to go to Achimota to minister. 
and all that. But we were never that close. Where it's just oh, when the boys come around and we just talk and all of that stuff. But then at a point, Kim was worrying me. <laughs> Kim says, "Oh, are they pay these? Are they uh, like are they want her?" And he was eager. Like he was so eager that even though I knew he wasn't ready yet. I still gave him that room. And guess what? He took advantage of that opportunity and he grew every time. Even up to now. Yeah, let's give that. Even up to now, he asked me. Yeah. Even up to now, he asked me that, oh, what's, what's, like, assess me. What am I doing? What are my weaknesses? What am I doing wrong? So that I can build on it. And that's what I'm talking about. Like, we need to grow because... Honestly, if if he wasn't growing from when we met him till now, he may not have still been playing with us because we we did we did fly. Those that have tried to play with us, Charlie, we don't play. <laughs> like there's so much pressure. I mean, I know I give pressure, but it's because there's a lot at stake, right? And if you really like want, I mean, aside from the fact that sometimes we give avenues for us to just meet and build up on our gifts which most people are usually not able to make it. It looks like the only opportunity for us to build on skills is on the field. It's like they throw you, the eagle's mother throws the, the eagle, uh -huh, and it's like fly. Uh -huh. So that's why I think most of us <laughs> have been struggling. Like, Because when you come and sit with that, me, I'll give you pressure. Because Charlie, the thing, some, there's something at stake. Uh -huh. So you, I expect that the person would would cherish that moment and do everything to learn everything they can in that moment. But usually you see that the person is discouraged or it's like some, someone even gets offended that, oh, I don't like the way he, he was talking to me or, uh -huh. and then you rather get offended and then you move away. And that's the thing, you've cut your growth, your growth process, right? So I want us to know that, um, Okay, let me, let me just do one more example, and then we'll move on. Let's go to Matthew 4, 18 and 19. I'm still on God being um, key about skill. And this one is very simple. Okay, so Jesus met Peter and Andrew. I think they were washing their nets, something. He says, yes, he saw two brothers, Simon, called Peter and Andrew's brother, casting their nets into the sea, for they were fishermen. Okay, it's very important that the Bible noted that. So immediately we know that that was their skill, right? The fishers of men. The fishermen. <laughs> but that's actually why he called them, because of what he was going to do. Yeah, I mean, he was a son of a carpenter, but he didn't go and call a carpenter and say, I'll make you words. <laughs> I'll make <laughs> No, 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 no. Because based on what he wanted to do, he knew that he wanted to catch men. So you have to have someone that has a skill in catching something. And I mean, in this time, fishing was a very, very serious like occupation. So it's like, yeah, let me go for a fisherman. And because of their skill as fishermen, God used that for his purpose. Is that fine? Okay. Awesome. Let me move on. There are so many examples. I mean, let's do, let's do a research on that. Let's just look at, let's just pay attention to the various Bible characters or various times that God called men. And you realize that there was always a skill there. Um, 
Okay, let me come to the anointing bit. Now, I was saying that skill matters, but you also need the anointing. But you can't have the anointing and not have the skill. And it's worse to not have both, right? Now, there have been times where people have received an anointing to express a certain gift. But more often than not, that anointing moved them to work towards it. I know so many people like that. It's like uh, God's grace on us doesn't come to make us lazy, right? It rather empowers us to even work harder, right? In Second Kings, somewhere when um, Elijah ran faster than the chariot, right? Why didn't God teleport the guy there? But He made him run, and He made him run fast, faster than the chariots. I'm sure it was very difficult, but Obviously, the, the anointing makes it easier, but it makes you do more, right? So if you are anointed or you've been anointed to do something, it's, there's rather a grace to start working on a thing. It's not easy learning an instrument. It's not easy learning certain things. But if you have the anointing and you've, you, you take the steps, there will be, it will be easier. So the anointing rather moves you towards building your skill. Because Nathanabazi says this thing, God will embarrass you. God, you, you may be anointed, and if you don't work with your skill, you'll be a local champion. Because God doesn't want to embarrass you. Uh-huh. But if you work on your gifts, he says, he says, he says this, you, you attract them with your skill, then when the time comes, you minister the anointing to them. That's how it works. The skill attracts then you, anoint, you, you, you don't see anointing except in expression. You have to see, you can't, someone just can be walking and be like, ah, this guy is anointed. No. He, he'll do something or he'll express the gift. Then you'll be like, hmm, there's something different about this guy. So there has to be that expression. So that thing that will, will cause you to come before kings to then express the, the anointing is the skill. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. It matters. It matters. It's G, ambassadors. It matters. Family, it matters. Like, we have, there's a great grace on this ministry towards giftings. I mean, Pastor always says how his friends are usually asking him, how do you find all these creative people? I, it's not like that in other ministries. So. <laughs> there's a grace on this ministry. And so, we have the anointing. But we haven't worked on our skill. We haven't. If, if we think we have, we haven't reached that place. We haven't, we haven't come close to glorifying God. If, if God was supposed to see how you are responding to your gifts, like, would you be proud? Like, are you really saying that if God, if God was here right now, you can tell God that, oh, God, but like, I do all. Like, no, most of us know that there's so much more that we can do, right? Yeah. And so if we work and we are, we, are, we are very diligent with our skill, the grace is there. It will just go. It will just go. So that's why I'm trying to draw our attention to that. Okay. I'm moving on. Now, every skill can be learned. Every skill can be learned. It's two things. A commitment to start and consistency to see through. These are the two things. 
a commitment to start pursuing the skill and a consistency to see through, no matter what, even singing, anybody can learn how to sing so far as they are ready, <laughs> so far as they are ready to commit to what it means to do that. See, the voice is just muscle. It's like how you go to the gym and then go and do this, right? You, there's something you can do that will make you sing well. Yes. Anybody. No, it's true. Anybody. Like, anybody can live. But that's what I'm saying. The effort that it requires. Because gym crowd, like, we are struggling. Because you have to be consistent. If you start and you stop, you have, you have wasted your time. You have to start again. Go through all the pain, actually. So, imagine what it means to build. So, we, we may not be seeing people who... We, we, we think, oh, this guy can never sing. We, we haven't seen people like that start singing amazing because I don't know anybody that has... Okay, yeah, I've seen... There are some pages I've seen on YouTube that talks about some of this stuff. So I know that people that have learned how to sing that didn't know how to sing at all. So I know it's possible. But it requires a lot of work. Yes, praise. Where is he? It, it's possible. It's possible. Who here cried that any... I want someone that, like the last person that would think that this person can sing. <laughs> it's really possible. And any, so aside the commitment and the consistency to see through, the, the binding elements that will make sure that you will be committed. Because uh -huh, we started a music school and Charlie, over 60 people signed up. I'll learn. Oh, I'll learn. And, and they are here. <laughs> And uh, yeah, when we started, the first day, how many were you? 30, 20. I even thought it was like in the 30s. We're 20, what, 8? 22. The second day, it dropped. I said four sessions per Four. Four. But just, just clear four, four Saturdays. We even, I even spaced it out. And you are just paying 25 CDs. Still. Out of the 60. So that's 60. Why, why did you register? Like, it's like you wanted to impress me or what? Because <laughs> me, when I saw it, I was really encouraged. I was like, oh, okay. So at least, at least cry, like, next year, I camp, like, we can all relax. Like, you, like, Papa was saying that in his branch, if you sing once, possible you sing, like, next three months. Because it's squad day, right? So I was like, oh, good. So camp, I can rest. Because me, I'm, I'm tired doing camp, so I don't like playing. But, like, we don't have enough people to uh, take that. So I was like, oh, we can even rest. Everybody will take just one day. That one cries will help so that you have just one song to learn or one set to learn. You learn it so you come and kill. I was very happy. Then D-Day came. 22. I mean, I expected it, but I, I didn't think 22 because 22 is less than half. It was very disappointing, but me, I jammed my ass. I was like, let's go with the people that are here. Yeah. And then we did. The next session is reduced. I'm going to send a, a message to the page. When we leave camp, so you guys be ready for me. I'm going to face you because because sample they, they came the first day and the second day they didn't come, and we are going to do a third session. And it's like every session is a build up of something, and it's four sessions. I've broken a whole learning how to play an instrument. A whole it's a big thing. I've broken out to four simple sessions. I come and come and learn. Hmm, enough said. <laughs> so I'll face you guys. So the thing that binds the commitment and the consistency 
is love and passion. Love, a love for the skill or a passion for it. Now, like I said, any skill can be learned. But you can also say that, like, you just pick at random. Okay, um, see why there's media, there's sesu, there's creatives, there's this, then that, and you're like, one, two, three, four. Like you are doing, aha. It doesn't work. It, it will shock you. See, it's so nice when um, the media team does the great work they are doing. They post posters. They post the videos. It's so nice, right? Let's 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 give it up for them. But it's not easy, yo. Hey, video editing. They are see. They are they are people who are professional videographers, and they are looking for people to edit their work for them because. It's not easy. You go and shoot a wedding, and you have to come and sit down, go through all, and edit. It takes a love, a passion to want to. Because some people, they just love. It's like when they are shooting, they see something in their minds. And they, so that moves them. Some people, they can't, after their session, immediately they go home. They have started editing. Yeah. It's only those that are chasing money that will just go and put the thing somewhere. And then, because they don't have a passion for it. They, they are motive for learning the, the gifts or the skill was to get money. So you realize that either their skill wouldn't get to a certain point or they won't produce much. So you need that. See, see how Aram played beautifully. It's, it's not easy. You. <laughs> you can't just sit and admire it and say, sorry. You can't just sit, admire it and say, I want to learn. No, you must... You must have a passion for it. Pastor always speaks about um, this time where Julius, Julius, oh God. Like he, he loves the guitar. Like he always had it. I mean, he has, he has not had like any formal training in that. Like these YouTube stuff, like his Takashi. And like now he's doing great things, right? And Pastor always talk about times where he walk <laughs> from Dansuman all the way to somewhere to go and sing. And it's not like they are paying you to. Like, it's just because he loves it. And, he, good. In a video, I don't remember how many miles they walked. And they woke up at 4 what? 4.30 a.m. 4.30 a.m. To go and, to go and what, practice? If, if, if all of us, what do you say? <laughs> Five, six, seven hours. Most of us don't come for Razor because I don't have Uber money. Yeah. Uber money. Even short is there, cry, you take. These people, they were walking. See, um, one of them is carrying a cello. It's heavy, yo. See, I think there's a reason why God says carry your cross. Like, there's just something about carrying your instruments. It builds your love for the thing. I mean, there hasn't been any time that I've traveled with my guitar that... I didn't let, I, I, that it wasn't by my side, right? Because I love it. Like, um, I mean, we've talked about how this song, It's a Privilege to Know You Came. Like, literally, we're in a bus. And if the guitar wasn't by me, the song would have probably not come. But it was there, so I just picked it up, and then we moved, right? I cannot go and put it under the, the bus or whatever for someone back to come and hit it, and then... No, I love it too much. You, you see, when you love something, you don't treat it. You don't just put it. You see, 
in your house, your mother has put the best plates up there. Uh, and she removes it once in a while, like Christmas, when the China, huh, when um, they have some special guests. We, we don't eat for me too. <laughs> you never eat for me. Christmas Eve, you know, go show for me, sorry. but some, someone will come to the house and then they'll come and eat for me. That, that's what you do about something you love and you cherish. Um, Papa was talking about how instrumentally should set up, like you, sh- you should be concerned about your instrument. And me, I agree with it so much because me has been worrying me for a while because so many times we finish and I'm like, ah, but guys, you've left your thing there. Who should come in? So me usually, there are sometimes I've even set up for them and I, I, will, I, would, I would usually, it's, it's, it's even annoying that, I'm sorry that I have to say this, but it's even annoying. When, when they come, then it's like, ah, you didn't do it well. Then they are come to do it well, right? So for me, usually I'm like, okay, if you don't come, I'll just put it there. Now I'll just put it there. When you come, you come and do your thing. Because I can't, I can't come and set up for you. And then you, huh, like, <laughs> actually, like we have to be so concerned about our instruments. Like we have to love our instruments. I mean, primarily my instrument is guitar, but I came to love the piano for some reason. Lately, I'm playing a lot more piano than ever. And um, where it is in my room, it is always set up. So if anything, if a song or something makes a mistake and enters my head, I'm there. Uh-huh. And I'll talk about paying the price. So for a long time, I've not, I've not slept on a bed, like a, 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 a bed, like a... Yeah, for a long time, student mattress, either on the floor or I'll put it on a couch. I mean, also I've been to, like when we're at the studio, like you've seen, I don't have a, a bed. And it's because I want to make room for, for the studio, right? <laughs> like the studio is so important to me that I would rather sleep on the floor than not have the studio around, right? And, and I don't, it's not like, oh, I'm here and then I'm like, I wish I could sleep. Like, I don't care about the sleeping. Like, the studio mattress is enough. It's enough. The floor crowd would have been enough. <laughs> I know, right? And it's this way because of how much I love it and how much I prioritize or I'm particular about my gift. Because I learned something very early that when God gives you a gift, if anybody gives you a gift, you have to cherish it. You have to, sh- you have to appreciate it. I think I'm moving through points as I'm going. Yeah. We, I realize that most of us, we don't, we don't cherish our gifts. I'm sorry that the notes is all over the place, but we can be writing. This is under why we are not paying attention to our gifts. It's because we don't, we don't cherish our gifts. Um, there are times where maybe you, you, you like the way someone else is exhibiting the gift. You wish that was... Uh, that was how you could do it. I mean, if you see how Fraga plays the drums, I mean, there's a, there's a holy em- envy where it's like you are, you are striving to become like, or you look up to somebody. Uh-huh, but I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about in a case where, let's say this is your gift. Um, I don't know. Let's even look at script, um, spiritual gifts. Maybe you are, you are gifted to be a teacher. But when the prophet comes and then he sees the thing and then the people are like falling down and they're like, oh, so cool. like all of those things. Like you desire, it's like, 
Nah, so it's like you start despising your teaching gifts and then you start going after. I feel like some this this is part of the reason. It's like nah, I wish I wish I wish it was this. I wish I wish it was me that was doing this. So we are not it's like we are always looking outside of ourselves. Instead of you to rather go to work to then see you become like then you are just like you know what it took the person to get there. I I'll say it again, I think that some of us, we think that we are just born talented. Uh-huh. It's like, the Griffith brothers are very talented, right? Very gifted. But I'm sure that they didn't just come out and then, Lucas didn't just come out and he was playing guitar, right? Ashira is shaking their head. Like, they, they, they had an influence, right, from their dad, and they worked it through. So, when you see them ministering so powerfully, it's not, it's not a... It's like, oh, I, I, I wish. Like, I think it's that simple as I wish. Hey. <laughs> it's like how, um, um, how, how um, the, the whole thing about when someone has that title of a doctor and you miss it and then they get offended because they know what they went through to get their name. So if you just come and then you just, you just want it just like that when they have worked years for it, it's, 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 not, it's not fair. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> so we so we have to be concerned about our own. Like God, God has a plan for everybody's gift. No gift is redundant. Everybody's gift is important in the whole um, grand scheme of events. Like God, God has a purpose for everybody. Like everybody. I mean, maybe some some people are playing major roles. Some people are playing minor roles. But like it may look like. Like um, those that stand here to speak are the major, like um, the major people. But if Sesu didn't do this, we wouldn't we won't have this. So they have played their role. It may seem seem minor, but it has heavily catapulted the main thing. So the person that is standing here, his gift is even amplified because of quotes, minor gifts. And God doesn't see it like that at all. Everybody's gift is very... So, see, whatever your gift is, whatever your, your skill is, please focus on it and rather get to a place of building, building, building that skill. Have a priority to build your skill. Every, every month, you should have somebody that you talk to or someone that um, you trust to give you feedback. I, I even do that uh-huh, so many times. Or even, I'll, I'll just get it. Uh-huh, like, like sometimes you, you minister and then um, Papa does it so many times. Oh, that was good. Uh-huh, like it's encouraging. So it, it makes me keep building. Uh-huh. It's more honest with Pastor. Pastor um, is more of my, like I'm very accountable to him. So with him, he can be very honest. Because I mean, I tell that, nah, Charlie, tell me the thing. Like, it was good, but but I'm sure there's room for something. Like, what can I do better? Like, at every point, I'm having that conversation with pastor. You should have somebody that you're accountable to, that you're speaking to about your gifts. I mean, maybe, even as we are all creatives here, maybe you'll not be too comfortable speaking to me, but you have to have someone, whether your departmental head or maybe you're even your colleague, someone you are learning with. You have to have someone that you are talking to so that at every point in time, you are aware of where you are at, 
<laughs> you have to be assessing. A life, a life not examined is not a life worth living. So you have to be examining your gifts. It's very, very important. Else you are not growing. I mean, it has come a very, very long way. Very, very long way. And it's because, like, they do reviews. I've been to some of their reviews before. Uh-huh. You sit down, take the video, watch. It's like, oh, actually, you didn't do this. Or it's like, oh, this person is struggling with this. So now that we know that this person has a struggle, when we are rehearsing, we help the person, we pay attention to that person so that we are growing. And we are seeing growth, right? Yeah. So we have to be assessing our gifts at every point in time, right? Now, let's be patient as well. I mean, I've said that, yes, it takes the principle of it is practice, but we also need to be patient. If, like I said, you see somebody doing some crazy stuff and you think that it was just gotten overnight, like, no, you have to be patient. Don't start learning. You start singing today and you want to learn riffs and runs. No. <laughs> or, or you come to music class and then I'm doing normal things and you're like, oh, Charlie, when will we get to the <laughs> Like, immediately, that's what you want to learn. No. It will take time. That thing, <laughs> I don't think I even ever teach it. Because once you get the, f- the foundation right, those things are just Rips and run, there's, there's a foundation to it. If you get it, actually, you're gone. So if you try, if you are trying to do the run right from the beginning, you will struggle and you don't go anywhere. But take your time. Take the basics. How many of us even know, like singers, how many of us know how the voice works? Like how many of us have done research about the voice? Dancers, how many of you have looked at Okay, what are the three elements of a good dance distance? It's just, you just show up and it's like, oh, this is the move, this is the move. Then everybody does it, then we are gone. Oh, most of you are usually off timing. Everybody's going to the left, you are going to the right. These are all foundational elements. And it's because we have not taken our time to look into it. There are different types of um, dance expression. Like, learn the thing. Because when those foundations are right, everything else will be built gradually. Have a foundation and build towards it. You come to music class. I mean, this time I decided I won't do theory, theory, theory. I, I said I'll balance it a bit because the theory can be a bit difficult. So I was balancing it. But you won't come to music class and then you won't hear about keys and you won't hear about semitone and tone. You hear it. You won't come and I'll just say, oh, brang, 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 then we go. No, you have to. We have to take our time to grow it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Now, this is also another important thing. Always make sure to teach somebody else. Papa was talking about how next year when we are coming to camp, you have to come with somebody to camp. That's even our place as disciples even counts here. Because if you are a disciple, then you are also a disciple maker. Because you are supposed to produce yourself. So, I mean, sometimes we wait till, or want to wait till we are Charlie Ogboros before, like, we start learning. But it's like, the little that you've learned, teach it. It's actually, um, the only way to know that you know something is if you can teach it to somebody. And when you teach somebody, you actually learn twice. You learn again. Me, I like teaching. I love teaching. If you do mistake, and you come and sit by me, and like, ah, so, and how did you do this? Ah, I'll talk, I can talk the whole 
the whole night. <laughs> I love teaching. And I realize that the more I'm doing, the more I'm understanding certain things that I never knew. I was talking to Kim recently about some things. And it's just because of that conversation. I didn't even know I knew them like that. It's like, there are things we do. But until he asked me that question and I, I started to answer, then it started, ah, my brain, my brain was saying, ah, so that's why, ah. Then I was able to explain it to him. And now he knows. So he's also supposed to go and teach somebody. And then we teach somebody. And then we all grow, right? That's very, very key. I'm almost done. Now, I was talking about how for a skill to be learned, we need to be committed to start, but also consistent to see it through. I want to talk sh very shortly, just two points on rehearsals. We've already talked about the fact that Charlie, these guys woke up very early, they walk distances, carrying their instruments, because they have a passion for, for learning or building their skill, right? Now, I realize that most of us don't understand what rehearsal is supposed to be like. Now, the one we organize where everybody comes together, that's not the rehearsal. It's like how we've come to camp right now. We've powerful messages. We've written. We've done this. This, the, this is not the work. We, as a matter of fact, by tomorrow, we only remember just a little, 11%, right? The real work is when you go home. When you go over your notes, you are listening over and over again. When you are meditating, when you are taking everything that, that's where the work is. Here, it's like we've just come to guide you. Rehearsal is, is, is like this. If, if we were supposed to leave everybody to rehearse in their homes, then one, we won't have courses, like we won't have uniforms, because everybody's learning their own thing. Uh -huh, right? Or that maybe, depending on the various skill levels, everybody's, it, it won't work. So someone has to guide. That's how you go to rehearsal, and your, your, your A to J head will do the dance for you so that you see how it is. Then we'll all try it. Then when we've tried it, I mean, we, we, when we close rehearsal, we haven't gotten it fully, right? There are so many times we haven't gone. But we've tried it, and we said, that, okay, we can do it, and we all have an idea of how it should look. But when you go home, that's when now you have to do the thing. That's the rehearsal. That's the actual rehearsal. Most of us, you just show up to rehearsal, you go home, you sleep. We, we used to do this thing when we are preparing for S2S or anything like that. We don't listen to any other song aside the songs that we are going to sing. Because the idea is that every day you should be listening to the thing, singing at your house what you have recorded. You come and record, you let the MD come and talk plain to you, record, then you listen. Then when you come to rehearsal the next time, you, have now, you are now doing like this. Hey! <laughs> See, sometimes that's why we get so upset. Like, we go through this trouble. Why do you even record it? Because if you come back to me, you are now listening to the recording while I'm here. The goal is that you, it was supposed to guide you to rehearse on your own at home. And, and that's what I want us to focus on. Like, I'm being serious. Like, if I've, I've talked plenty, like, if <laughs> you didn't take anything at all and this practical step, you take it. Just know that when you come for rehearsal and you are going home, it's now that you are going to have the rehearsal. Rehearsal. It takes a lot to prepare to do administration or, or something. And I mean, it's, it's clear that we are not rehearsing enough. That's why we are not having certain level of ministrations. Um, yes, we are not having certain levels because we only wait 
when we meet together, then we are coming to do the thing. Because in, in our minds, oh, we say it's just dancing. I know it's shaku here, then we do the thing here. It's like we do a mental rehearsal. You're sleeping on your bed, you're thinking, ah, okay, the verse, this is how we do it, then we do this, then we do this. So you realize that when they come here, then they are looking at each other. It's like you won't see, you've forgotten the next move, so you're waiting for the person, then the person moves, then you're not coming to move. Because you didn't do your work at home. And that should be the actual rehearsal. So that, so that if we are meeting once, once, whatever, in, in a week or once in a month, and everybody is diligent to do this work. Ah, even right now, they do videos. ATG will do a video of their routine and send it, right? Even that, like I'm saying, they'll send in the video, but you, you won't use it for anything. No, be honest. You just watch it and say, ah, oh, okay, that's how it is. Uh, uh, then that's it. Then you show up at rehearsal and you're not getting this right. Guys, I beg you, let me just wrap up. Yeah. Let me just end. I've spoken so much. Yeah. There's just so much to say, but let me just. Okay. Let me just speak on this shortly and then I'll just end. Um, in terms of paying the price, right? Um, when I was talking to Papa about this, he was even saying how if you are if you're a singer and obviously you want to be a a minister of God like someday, like whilst you are you are thinking of the house that you build in the future, you have to add a studio, like a room, a room that will have some studio equipment. Like you have to, it has to be that important to you that you think that far, right? Or that you have to plan that when you are doing your budget, that Charlie, you are buying this. Yeah. Um, Felix just got a new effects board. H how much was it? Oh, you can't see it. <laughs> see things. See, well, how much is it? Cities? Four thousand. Just what? <laughs> Four thousand, and if four thousand, I don't think that he just like Charlie. Charlie, he's dusted and like oh four thousand. Just no, he saved for a while. He even had an older one, so like he planned. It's like okay, I, I'll start with this. I'll sell it, move to another one. It's like he he's intentional about his gifts. Plenty of us. I I know instruments. I don't have an instrument. You're a guitarist. You don't have a guitar. <laughs> no, it pays my because when people come to the studio, they are come to do a session, they didn't bring guitar. Then, like, it doesn't happen. Me, I'll just, I'll just see that you're not serious, because how can you have, how can you be a guitarist? Guitar is a very difficult instrument to, to know how to play, and you don't have a guitar, so it means you're not practicing, so, you, yeah, how, how are you? So you have, to, you have to be that intentional about planning for that. Like, as you are planning that, oh, this iPhone X that I have, Charlie, by three months, when I add my 50% of my salary, I can go and swap and I'll get this. Huh, like, think about that. Like, think about the things that you need to invest in for your craft. Like, so many things, even uh -huh, musicians like this, you have to have an in-ear monitor. I mean, this thing, maybe we'll talk about it, but sometimes we are running stems, we are on clicks, and it's like, oh, I don't have, I don't have, so we have to provide for you. No, it means that you, are, you, you don't value your gifts. 
you don't value gifts. It's like, it's like someone should buy you your Bible as a Christian. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, someone can dash you a, a Bible. You have to. It has to be that important to you that you buy your own Bible. Your personally own. It's not one that is transgenerational. Your parents pass down to you and then you are, no. It has to be that important to you. Yeah. So I hope I'm, I'm making sense. The last thing I want to talk about, let's, we've already, I think Papa addressed the first day we came. We have to appreciate gifts. Appreciate gifts. Like appreciate people. Me, it's so, it's so nice to me when like people are expressing their gifts. I'm always smiling. When Aram was playing, I was just smiling because it's, it's, it's beautiful. I know what it means to express such a gift. And so I appreciate it. Like, it's, I mean, beyond us just clapping, like some, I mean, we can be clapping, but in our hearts, we are not, we are not really appreciating the person. I just do it because, oh, they said we should do it. But we have to, we have to, like, appreciate gifts. We have to appreciate, because it's the only way that you start um, valuing it. Because most of us don't value our gifting. It's true. Most of us don't value. We just see that oh, just dance, sit dancing the uh-huh, this thing. We don't value it that much. We don't value it as we don't see it as something that is a tool in God's hand for a greater purpose, and we don't see it that way. But let's start appreciating gifts, and if we do all of these things that I've said, next year things will be very different, very very different. I promise you, if we start practicing or we start paying attention to our gifts. And practice like five, six, seven hours. You, you know, you, <laughs> you're not even making time to do your, your quiet time in a five hours. No, it's serious. <laughs> if you can just. <laughs> and the thing about practice that it's not about how long necessarily it is, but how consistent it is. Yeah, it's like gymming. It's, if you go and then today you are raising all the metals in the, in the, this thing, in the gym, and then. <laughs> And then tomorrow you don't go, and Wednesday you don't go. Waste. But you are going today, you just lift 10 kg, 10 times. You just do this, you just go home. Tomorrow you come again, you come again. That's when you start seeing results. <laughs> so I beg, let's start taking these steps. Let's start valuing our gifts. I beg, rappers, let's start valuing our gifts. Let's value our gifts, and I, I assure you that the anointing and the grace that is on our lives will be expressed greatly. And whatever word that God has said about, about this ministry and the place of creatives in these last days, we'll start seeing it. Amen. Let's just close our eyes and then... Thank you for listening to this message. Hope you've been blessed. For more information and resources, visit any of our social media platforms. The website for the ministry is www.connectcyi.org. Instagram is at ConnectCYI. And Facebook is Christ for Youth International.